I believe stories change the world. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony is worth sharing because it has power. My name is Carol Oyola, host of the Overcome Today podcast, which aims to inspire and empower you to stand tall, shine in confidence, because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Overcomers, welcome to episode 61. Today's show is all about living boldly for Christ, even in a world that views it as boring or unwise. But first, to the new segments I introduced last week what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, and what I'm learning. The first two will be shared before each guest feature or topic, and the third will be shared as I wrap up the episode. Don't forget to also share with me what you're reading, listening to, and learning. I'd love to hear from you too. So hit me up on the DM at Overcome Today on social media or email overcometodaypodcast at gmail.com. I'm currently reading up lots on social media marketing. Now, I'm in communications. That's my nine to five, which is very different, by the way, from marketing or advertising. So I'm slowly getting to learn the algorithms and how to create engaging content, all that shebang. So I find it really hard to market this podcast, even to my friends, because to be honest, I'm shy and I don't want to call attention to myself. But hey, God is calling me to put myself out there. So this is a new space for me. And I know listeners won't come unless I shout about about my amazing podcast. So if you're a content creator, any tips you have for me, please? To Jengane, Sindio, do let me know. Now, what I'm listening to, my playlist this week has been Limo, the album by Limo Blaze, Afrobeats, Rap, and Jesus. Now, let me tell you, this album has got me really bumping and jumping, especially on long, winded work days. So, it's just one of those albums that you just listen to and you're like, hmm. I want to stand up and dance. Now, my current favorite is For Me, featuring Marizu. Um, if the world is for me, yeah, clearly I cannot sing to save a life. But check it out and let me know what you think. Now, this week, my guest is Wamboy Morogo, or famously known as Bobo. Or on social media, you may have seen her page at Bobo underscore Strada. She is unashamedly Christian and openly shares Christ on her social media pages. I call her my soul sister, Yanni, because the we have so many things in common. She shares about her breakfast, um, what she's doing. And I'm like, gosh, this girl. Like, you know, our mother's the same or our father's the same. Anyway, I don't want to bore you guys with all my soul sister stories. So here is Bobo. My name is Wamboy Miroga, also known as Bobo, and never as Wambo. <laughs> Please, never as Wambo. I am 28 years old, I think. I really don't know what year we are in, but that should be the age. I really think so. <laughs> I am also a daughter, sister, 
and friend to many who will be listening to this na ningependa kutuma salamu kwao i love you all you totally rock my world i am also god's baby girl yes i am this is a badge i wear with so much honor and pride jesus christ is lord over my life and i am proud to be his born servant i was asked to mention what i do and this is when you start paying attention get your tea because this is actually the first time i am sharing my faith journey i am quite unprepared for this and i am not going to confess that god and caro are shoving this interview down my throat but i can't honestly say no to them it's god and caro sasa who am i as bobo to say no <laughs> either way let's do this let's do it i am a communication specialist never worked as one in any corporate setting except for internships here and there but i paid a lot of money for that degree so a communication specialist we are i enjoy creating communication policies and campaigns building brands and identities creating social media content and managing communities both online and offline i am also a discipler and a pastor in one of the churches in nairobi we shall come back to this later as a christian believer you can just show up anywhere without someone asking you to share your testimony this is actually a question i have been receiving a lot lately and here we are finally is in god good i got saved around june july or august of the year 2016 i don't remember the time or hour god has never revealed it but i have his stamp of the holy spirit in me so we are good however i remember the first day i knew he was coming for me it was a cold saturday morning and i had hosted a friend of mine at my mom's for a sleepover hi rachel that morning while having breakfast she invited me to a weekly bible study she had been attending for months I wasn't quite keen on attending honestly as I had the notion that Christians are stuck up and quite judgmental. She was the only Christian I knew and to me she was the diamond in the rough. Please note this was coming from a person who had not attended church in about 5 years, grown up in a church and one who really really didn't like or enjoy the Christian experience especially in campus. This was also quite the interesting time for me. I had just cleared campus in May of that year. I was home with nothing to do but watch movies all day and it was quite depressing. So this looked like a good opportunity to go chill, know new people and get out of the house. Also, something to note, Rachel is quite convincing. I was doomed. I remember walking into the Bible study and I was in awe. I was mesmerized. I was shook to the core. And this guy was very supernatural. I don't remember to this day what we studied that particular day. All I remember were the beautiful young people in that room. They were people who looked exactly like me, sounded as I did, and if you would have walked in too, you wouldn't have known the difference between them and myself from the outside at least 
I couldn't believe these were people my age spitting the verses of the Bible the same way I was spitting Jay-Z's rap bars out here. I was so ashamed and all I could ask myself was, Bobo, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing, girlfriend? Immediately that Bible study ended, I was sold. I wanted in and I remember my friend, Rachel, was traveling that night to coast. And since I really wanted to see what this church was all about, and it was quite the emergency for me, she handed me over to a girl who I had been checking out all through the Bible study and instructed her to ensure I was in church the next day. Her name is Evlita. These two names are important. I hope you're keeping up. I became a regular at the Bible study. I attended so many services during this time, and guys, I had such a hunger for the Word of God. I remember I would attend a Friday evening service in Madare, wake up Saturday morning and attend Bible study, then head out for Saturday p.m., which is an evening service at Sitam. I will then attend church the whole day on Sunday. That was my new life. In September of 2016, two months in, another friend of mine insisted that we should join a program in Nairobi Chapel called Plugin, or as many would also know it as Mizizi. This is a discipleship program that is a perfect fit for people who are starting out in their salvation journey. I was also not keen on joining this. I was just settling into the Bible study, gaining ground in the church that I was attending, and I was starting to get comfortable with the new people in my life. And I knew signing up for this program that train on Sundays in a different church will be a huge inconvenience for me. I, however, promised to show up for one class. And if I didn't like it, then no one was really going to force me. It was a paying program. I was broke. So with that, I knew for sure I was not signing up. I went to class and somehow before the end of the first class, I won a book and guys, you cannot not show up next week when you get a free book. I was trapped. For 10 weeks, I attended the class. I had no intention of moving churches and the pastors at my Ruby Chapel were so gracious about it. What actually caught my attention was one of the pillars or promises of the discipleship program. The goal was to connect us to God, community, a church, and our God-given destiny. I re remember I had just finished campus. Purpose was a huge thing for me. It was also in September that year that I actually experienced my first call. That month in Sitam was what was then known as the Mission Month. Yes, I was attending the discipleship class in chapel but services in Sitam. During one of those services, I remember the preacher posing the question, who here thinks God has called them to full-time ministry? There were a couple of hands that were raised that day in the auditorium. Mine was not one of them. And I remember, I can still feel that emotion to date when I think about it. I was so heartbroken when I didn't raise my hand. I was confused. I ran to the ladies and cried. I felt so guilty for not raising my hand and I knew I had totally disappointed God. I hadn't, but I didn't know that then.
I called up my friends, Rachel and Evelita, who, by the way, had the desire to do full-time ministry. Rachel was on, ready on it, and Evelita was on her journal route. <laughs> Very funny story. In my head, I wanted to stop hanging out with these girls because I thought I was picking up on their desires. I mean, I had just known the Lord yesterday, and today I wanted to pack all my bags and join full-time ministry. Ah, not me. However, the feeling never went away, and that's when I decided to at least start volunteering in church. I wasn't at this point. I didn't even feel worthy being an usher. Sitam was a really huge church for me, and chapel was quite the opposite. I was in the south branch. I am still there. It was a tiny church with less than 200 people and with a great need of volunteers. I ushered the first day I attended the south side. That's what we call it. I didn't even know where the toilet was. I am so sorry to anyone I misdirected on that day. During my time in the discipleship classes, I sensed the Lord was calling me into full-time ministry for at least one year. I was down for that. Matthew 6.33 kept running in my mind. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added, and all these things will be added to you. Here were my reasons as to why I wanted to give God one year. Reason number one, I was just new in salvation and I craved to know this kingdom. Reason number two, being a young, ambitious woman who wanted to dominate in her career space, I knew I needed the right foundations for growing in integrity, honor, and respect. And what better foundation than God? Ministry was a good place to develop my character, leadership qualities, and cultivate values that will carry me throughout my career. It was one year. People take gap years all the time. That was my reason number three. People take gap years all the time. Just one year. Simple mathematics. Now that I had a proper plan, I needed a placement. I remember praying for three months for God to open a ministry door for me. I, however, never shared this information with anyone. In December, a few days to Christmas, I graduated from the discipleship program. At this point, my friend and I had become regulars at Nairobi Chapel South. I had joined a small group and was even serving in the hospitality ministry. On the Friday before Christmas, I overheard a conversation between my friend and one of the pastors at chapel in a matatu talking about ministry. The pastor was asking my friend if she would love to join full-time ministry because there was an opportunity. Once we alighted and parted ways with the pastor, I asked my friend about it. She was quite uninterested in the conversation she had had with the pastor, so she had little to tell. I knew this was my opportunity, so I called the pastor on Monday morning after a weekend of sleepless night and told him of what I had. I had overheard and that I was interested. He was so embarrassed that he hadn't approached me, but it was quite understandable. When I tell you I was a fresh believer, believe me, I was still showing up to places in crop tops. <laughs> okay. 
We, however, started the application process and because it was late Christmas time, I had no time to hand in my application and do all the three interviews in time for the next cohort, which was starting in the first week of January. I missed out on that and although I was so heartbroken, I had to wait for five months for the next cohort, I knew this is what I wanted to do and I was willing to wait. My pastor then, Reverend Koi, invited me to serve with them at the capacity of a high-intensity volunteer as I waited for the next intake. A high-capacity volunteer meant I was in full-time ministry, but only as a volunteer. This was such a great time for me, and although my plans for 2017 had been thrown out, it was this time that I started asking God my why in ministry. The ones I mentioned a few minutes ago were my goals. But now that I was in here in ministry, I started asking God for his why. Let's pause on that ministry journey for a minute. How about I mention random things about me? I enjoy YouTube. I enjoy fashion and style. I enjoy social activities and I love fun. My friends and family insist that I can write. I don't think so, but I am really good at posing for photos. <laughs> if you ask me, I shall be a high fashion model, but I am too good for these treats. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. I love social media and I enjoy poetry and music. Books are my lovers. I had a blog once back in campus. I wanted to have a voice in the social media space even before influencing was a thing. I met a friend who had been stalking me for a while in campus and she straight up came to me and told me that I should try blogging. She meant creating content, especially for style and fashion. I laughed. She laughed back, then gave me a stern look and said she was serious. She was calling out something in me. She had a blog too. She was a jewelry designer and she used her platform to sell her pieces. I was quite interested in her business and so instead of starting my own journey, I took up on hers. I became her model and we will do social media campaigns, create strategies and blog about the business. This was the only marketing strategy then and it worked marvelously. I, realizing I could do this, went out and bought a whole domain name, hired a developer to create a website for me. Bobostrada was the name. This was in 2015, a year before I would get saved. In this period of my life, I had just lost both of my parents and I was a very sad child. I did a lot of journaling to express my feelings on various issues in life. I was quite honest about my stand and this website provided the opportunity for me to express myself. I created blog concepts and did photo shoots. It was so much fun. I really thrive in such spaces. Bobostrada, for those who do not know yet, is a mixture of my name, Bobo, and the word strada, which means street in Italian. Bobostrada is an invitation to the street of Bobo or the road of Bobo. 
The concept is inviting people into my space or my road and you get to experience the path that I am on if you care to do so. My goal is to attract people like myself who are real and authentic about their journey and maybe sell them some real estate and we can grow together. I think that's a good plan. Let's get back to the ministry journey story. I have told you a gazillion things about myself. I finally enrolled into full-time ministry in May of 2017. And the one thing that really frustrated me during the interview and application process was the question, what is your vision in regard to ministry? Where do you see it in five years? It was such a bothering question that gave me sleepless nights. All I knew then is that I wanted to serve the Lord in whatever capacity. My five-year plan of how I was going to climb that corporate ladder had just been put to the corner and I was not willing to pick up a new plan. I was taking a gap year, remember? However, Kinara, the ministry leadership program I had joined, was not one to sweep things under the rug, especially your God-given vision. Throughout the span of the interview process, they helped me figure it out. I was passionate about discipleship, young people, and social media was a huge factor for me. In my heart, this was my space, but this is not a Christian space. Well, it wasn't then. My first assignment in ministry was to create a communication policy for my church. And throughout the years, I have been in and out of the communication ministry and that is actually one of my primary responsibilities to date. Gosh, we are finally getting to the point of this podcast episode, ladies and gentlemen. I promise I really, really do. I was asked to answer the question, what has led me to be so bold about sharing Christ on my social media? The answer for me is many things. Bobo Strada was born at a point when Instagram was a young platform. Since I had so much to say and let out, I used it as a public journaling space for me. Instagram was a small community then. Everyone was still on Facebook. It was fun. I could share photos, write long captions, and all my relatives were busy on Facebook, so we were safe. It was easily accessible to the audience than a blog, and my 21-year-old self could have fun creating content and just vibing, you know. When I got saved, I kept the page with the same authenticity, and that's why I have never changed the name. When I cleared campus, I aggressively wanted to grow my page and commit to it. Here was my struggle, though. I wanted to be more than a fashion blogger or lifestyle content creator. I knew I could offer more, but I didn't know what that was at that time. One thing I knew, it had to include my story and be something I could relate with. It was still my street. It took me a while to be bold and talk about Jesus, but I also needed the time to figure it out with him. Who was I? What was I about? ETC. Discipleship was happening behind the scenes. However, I am bold because all I do all day long is talk about Jesus. 
If I am not on my page, I am behind my church, social media page, and online community pages. I had the communication ministry at my church and help in creating content for them. I have been doing it on and off for five years, but fully heading it for one year now. My heart is on discipleship. I run a discipleship program, plug-in, remember it, in my church. I have facilitated more than 10 classes and graduated about 100 people during my time there. In this space, I have met unbelievers, atheists, skeptics, and I have taught people who have been born again for more years than I have been on this earth. 98% of the people that have graduated from my classes have been older than me. I am bold because I have been on the training ground for years. I have been sharing about Christ for years behind the scene with ministry work and all. I am bold because I want everyone to hear about Jesus. Aki, he is so good. And me, I would really love if people just knew. Isn't that what we are supposed to do? Share a good plug with our family and friends? I personally wish I knew him sooner. When I finally understood what it meant to have Jesus as my savior, I felt duped. I was like, why has no one ever tried explaining this to me? It was so simple. I truly questioned all the CU, Christian and Christian meetings I had attended before. It wasn't their fault, but still, I couldn't help myself. I am bold because everyone is sharing their opinion, commentary, jokes, noise on social media. Why not join them? This is where everyone is at. Social media is what people are consuming. However, it was never my intention to boldly share my faith. It was my hope that I will do so one day and I will grow towards it. I was waiting for the perfect time. A time I felt like I will be mature and perfect. I put this in quotes to talk about God. I knew God wanted me to do it. I just didn't know how and when. In 2020, my best friend was diagnosed with cancer. Remember the jewelry designer girl? Yes, her. She is called Shiro. She didn't want to share her cancer journey, especially online. She was really huge on social media due to her successful business she had. I took it upon myself three or four months into her diagnosis and treatments to open up to the world about her journey. Let me explain myself. This is important. Shiro is the lady that forced me to start blogging. She was the first person to ask me to help her create content for her business. I helped with branding, building her identity, etc. She did most of the work, but constantly consulted me. Her business was my baby too. After she was diagnosed, she really couldn't bring herself to ask people on social media or even in person to fundraise for her treatment. That wasn't her. We were raising the money offline, but I knew what impact she had in the social media space and her networks, and I knew people would come out to support her. I really wanted to help. So one night I came up to her 
and I carefully explained myself. Babe, I am taking your story online. I have a campaign in mind that I would love to do and I am sorry you cannot stop me, but I needed to let you know. Those were my words to her. She had no strength in her to fight me and so I rolled out the campaign using my platform and not hers. I didn't talk much about her cancer journey since she was still silent about it and that was her story to tell, not mine. I, however, called out on the people from my page to go to her shop and purchase jewelry, hence supporting her treatment journey. The goal was to keep her business running, especially since it was also the corona season. It was a month-long campaign in July, and during this time, I got to connect to so many people who just wanted to provide support to her. It was these connections that kept me telling the story in bits and pieces, and by the time September was rolling in, Shiro had gained the confidence to share her journey too. She was online chatting with people, doing Q&As and polls, and I knew my job was done and I did it well. On December 18, 2020, the narrative, however, took a different turn, one that I never, ever not for a second considered before I opened my big mouth and got myself involved. It was on this day that we lost Shiro to cancer. And I remember I was seated on her bedroom floor and a friend of hers and myself started chatting about the campaign. She was congratulating me on the success of it. But immediately she mentioned it, I remembered all the people that were behind the DMs, the likes, shares, prayers, comments, and consumers who had bought her product during that time. And it was in that moment I knew I should have shut my mouth. I am going to be honest with you all. I wanted to quit social media. I was ready to pull down all my pages and just not be there. I knew with the same loud mouth I had used to pull in people to her story and got them invested was the same mouth that needed to break the news. And my goodness, when I did, only God knows. He showed up in magnificent ways and I truly connected with strangers in the internet. This story is important because for years, I didn't know where to begin talking about Jesus on the online space. I once even thought of starting to do it with friends, a podcast. And every time I thought I was ready, God reminded me I wasn't. In 2020, while I was grieving my best friend, God showed up on my page. In the middle of my sharing and posting about my grief, God decided it was time. It was actually the audience that picked up on it, especially those who are believers. The ones who aren't took note of my faith. I had been sharing my faith throughout the years. It wasn't as bold, but I did it. This time, something new was happening. I wasn't intentional about sharing my faith. I was ex pressing and journeying through my emotions, but somehow in them, God showed himself to people and they connected to it. 
In January 2021, I started receiving faith-based questions and even people pushing me to create content. I would receive DMs like, Oh, I love the Jesus in you. And since this was such a difficult and dark season for me, I kept asking, where? Where do you see him? Because I don't. I was mad at God, but every single day I opened my page, there was someone praying over me and another sending me encouraging words. I remember on her burial day, so many strangers from Instagram came hugging me and I honestly felt love from them. This experience personalized my followers for me. And that's another reason I am bold. Are there moments I feel short of what God has called me to do? Every single day. It has been my life for five years in ministry. But every single time I have chosen to trust and walk in obedience, God has covered me and provided wisdom, knowledge, and everything else I need. He equips me every day. Please remember you are talking to the girl who has been a pastor for as long as she has been saved. I knew like two memory verses when I joined full-time ministry. And in these two verses, please include John 3.16 and John 1.1. Yet, God still called me. I am the true definition of the saying, God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called. In my ragged jeans, crop top, tattoos, God called me into ministry while I was still partying. The secret is viewing yourself as God views you, defining yourself as he does, and looking at yourself from God's perspective. That's the only way you stay winning. I guess I have been opened about my journey online because that's the same journey I am offline. I haven't met a single person in my life, my inner circle, that's what I mean, who were like, that's not the same bubble we know. I know social media is a scary place and we are quite closed, especially as believers, in sharing ourselves or our faith with people because we are either afraid of the judgment or think we are not worth of spreading God's word. I find both of these to be lies. I am a powerful believer that your testimony is powerful. Nobody can take your story away from you. What God is doing or has done for you is a powerful tool of ministry. I keep saying powerful, powerful. <laughs> and no one can take away your personal story. No one can come to your house and say that God is not your provider. No one can take away your experience. And that's your power. Share it. Two, people's judgment is huge on social media. And here I have learned, like I did five years ago when I got saved, that in this Christian journey, you have to learn to live for an audience of one, whether in private or in public. A friend of mine asked me once, 
am I not afraid of any scandal that can happen on social media or people misreading what I post? I honestly do not know. But I know that I am walking in obedience. And for five years, I have been walking in obedience. And God has covered me all those years. If he's covering me in the private, he can cover me in the public. And to me, there is really no difference between the private and the public. Even away from social media, I am still in the public eye. In social media, I am on the public eye. I know the truth and I'm trying my best to live the truth. And I hope we all can. I honestly don't have a conclusion um, to this podcast, but I pray and hope that you have gotten something and that I was able to inspire and encourage you. Anyway, I am Bobo Strada or Bobo, but never ever Wambo. Sawa sawa. Bye bye. I'm just listening to her speak and I'm immersed in how she tells her stories, even through her IG stories. You need to follow her and you'll see it for yourself. She really knows how to paint a picture and connect events, right? Thank you so much for sharing your heart, Bobo, for sharing your process, for sharing your calling. Yani, don't stop sharing Jesus. Don't stop representing him. Be a light for him. Now, you can connect with Bobo on her Instagram page, at bobo underscore strada. I will also leave that on the description below. Now, before we wrap this up, here's what I'm learning this week. I'm learning that waiting on God is not weakness or foolishness. Waiting on God is strength. That's why Isaiah was not wrong when he said in chapter 40, verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So if you're waiting on God for something or if you're waiting on his promises, keep this passage hidden in your heart and may your strength be renewed. And as you wait, have a great week and until next episode, bless.